Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome. I am recording live from what has been known as the based WeWork down here in Dallas in the office of New Founding. Uh, I am joined by Santiago, the director of product. That's correct. Fantastic. So uh, I have a lot of questions for you, and I'm sure my audience would like to know more about New Founding. We've been on the online space. Everyone's sort of seen what you guys have put out in regards to a talent network, the videos that you want to do, your mission. And I think that people want to know more, and that's why we're here. So if you could tell me a little bit about yourself and then your relationship to, you know, uh, new founding and what do you want to get done? Sure. So uh, thanks for having me, by, uh, by the way. This is great. Um, glad to be able to host you at, at the office. Well, thank you. Yeah, of course. So, um, yeah, so my name is Santiago. I'm the director of product here. That's just a fancy term for uh, getting th- things done that uh, – uh, sort of move the movement forward. Uh, anything that requ- that doesn't require engineering, anything that doesn't require code, I do. Um, so I've been working recently on launching Deal Room, um, and I'll get into it, into what it is and, and, and how it works here in a bit. Um, Deal Room uh, and then Talent, uh, helping the, the, the talent team to build the talent ecosystem, help people get out of woke capital and into aligned uh sort of exciting American ventures. Uh, so I came to a new founding from a, a different startup. Uh, I was in the Midwest, actually. I'm new to new to new found, uh, newish to new founding. It'll be a year uh, in a couple of days. Uh, but new to new founding, new to Texas, new to Dallas. Uh, and I came from a startup that was sort of more your neutral uh it was not a woke leftist startup, but it was it was neutral. And of course, there's no such thing as neutrality these days, right? And so um, I came from uh, I was I was at the startup, early stage employee, um, working on some exciting things. But uh, increasingly, there's a, it's, this is two and a half years ago, uh, two years ago. The the culture, the, the stakes, the cultural stakes are are increasingly getting higher. Uh, I'm in this, the startup is actually in Minneapolis, and so. I'm in ground zero for a lot of the stuff that's happening in, uh, in, in 2020, 2021. And, uh, and I'm observing firsthand culturally how this is affecting people, how this is affecting people that, uh, the people I'm working with, their, their cultural outlook, the things that they want to build toward. And there was a particular event that, uh, these are generally, uh, these are, these are all good, kind people, but, but the values that, that, uh, that they had and the values that the, the sort of the startup was aiming toward were different than mine. And there was an event where, um, uh, we had a, a team dinner and, the the, uh, the, uh, the wife of the founder, uh, mentioned that she, this was just after the abortion ban was passed here in Dallas or in Texas, and she mentioned how disappointed she was about that. How she wanted uh, that was a travesty for women's rights, and she just wanted, you know, she just wanted abortion to be legal everywhere and safe, all that nonsense. And and I went home that night and I told my wife, I'm looking for a new job. I just can't do this. And uh, the, the what I told her sort of become a little bit of a of a motto for me. It's like I I I will not use my strength. I will not spend my strength, my energy my time building the wealth and the power and the influence of the people that hate what I love. And uh, uh, I started looking for a new job. It was, uh, and I, and so I sort of got into a little bit of the, the you know, there's this, uh, there's this phrase of like, don't, don't ever try to build a product that doesn't solve a problem you've never had. And so with our talent placement pro- uh, platform where we try to get people out of low capital or, uh, big corporations and put them in, in aligned ventures. This this is the problem I had at the time two years ago, right? I'm uh, I'm I'm sitting uh, at home with my family and I'm thinking, what am I building? Like, how could I explain to my son that I'm building 
you know, why did we move uh, previous to Minnesota? We were in Idaho. Why did we move halfway across the country to work at this startup, to build these things? You know, to 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 take uh, take a shot at something that's uh, presumably important enough to move our family, when the values and the things that the the company ultimately espouses are n- absolutely against what we what we what we stand for. And so uh, that led me to to try to find uh, work, and then uh, it was through Twitter that I found Nate Fisher, who was the CEO of New Founding, and DM'd him and uh, got the ball rolling. And then uh, a few months later, I was I was here at New Founding. So that's the that's the short of it. Well, as we had said before, we had started recording. Twitter is sort of the place where everyone can meet and greet, and Lord knows what happens to them. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I think for. One of the things that I did want to ask you about is is that for quite a few of us in sort of the Twitter sphere or those that know you through YouTube or in other social media platforms, you know, there is excitement about it because for a lot of the conversation over the last several years has been about the need to build things. And I think that I agree with that wholeheartedly, as we joked out before. No one wants to just be a thought leader that just sits on Twitter talking about the need to build something when you should always be asking, well, what are people actually building? And... I, I think that with you guys announcing this, you know, search for talent and that you want people to escape, I think that a lot of people have questions regarding trust, security, and culture. And so I'm going to try my best to break through and break down those sort of three concerns, I think, that are rather broadly. And I want to start with the first one is security, because, you know, job boards and, you know, even donation sites for Uh, For instance, most famously, there was that firefighter in Virginia who had his information leaked when he donated to Kyle Rittenhouse's defense fund and was fired. Um, And I think that that is always going to be a concern for a lot of people. It's a risk you have to take. And so when it comes to looking for a job or trying to escape a sort of woke or just very leftist work environment, um, what sort of steps is New Founding taking to ensure sort of privacy and security for individuals' identities and their livelihoods? That's a great question. Um, so, and it's obviously a question we take extremely seriously, and um, we we take uh, you know we, we make sure that every single piece of the stack that we're using, the tech stack, is uh, secure and encrypted. Uh, and also, but, but not just that, we're uh, just this morning we're well, not not the talent st- stuff, but other things we're looking to get fully off AWS. So we we're working with a variety of different partners and providers, service providers in the in the space in the movement who, like us, have seen a sort of an opportunity to build uh, alternative, uh, alternative providers and institutions where, that specifically address this, this issue of cancellation, cancel, cancel-proof service. Um, so we use a variety of different, um, uh, different providers. Uh, some of them um, we partner with publicly. Some of them we just, we just use them um, to make sure that Everything that we everything that we build, everything that we that we put out, precisely because people are putting their you know their public information or the, the public slash private information on the on, on the platform, is is secure, fully encrypted. Uh, we don't have access to. There's only a handful of people here who do the matchmaking, uh, who have access to even candidate names for the vast majority of people. Even at New Founding, they're completely blocked off from ever seeing anybody's name uh, or any employer's names on the database. So the um, the the, the, the thesis of privacy and trust is sort of central to every single product, whether it's talent, whether it's the deal room, uh, whether it's the, the, the shared office, the base we, we work, uh, that thesis of trust is, is crucial, is central to every, anything and everything that, that New Founding is building. Uh, 
part of this question obviously gets to sort of vetting. Um, uh, we had a Twitter space recently where uh, Fisher King was asking about this. And so um, part, uh, so vetting, we take, we take a great deal of care to vet uh, sort of both sides of the, both sides of the marketplace. Uh, and this is true, just broadly speaking, for not just talent, for anybody that comes to the deal room, investors and founders, or anybody that wants to partner with us, anybody that we want to partner with, we, we, we make sure that uh, different lines are, uh, or, or different checkboxes are checked. There are basic things like, uh, for example, you, you came here, we, we're, we're sitting in this office, uh, you, we interacted on Twitter a little bit. But part of how that happens is we have mutuals that um, create a essentially a credentialing you, credentialing me, saying these people are values aligned, and you should if if you get them in a room together, they're friendly. Um, so it starts with something as simple as that, to all the way to getting on calls with these different uh, employers, different individuals, so candidates looking for work, uh, and asking them questions, just getting getting deep into uh, what sort of things motivate them, what uh, what. Uh, public figures or, or publications or books uh, influence them the most? Uh, that's a question that surprisingly gets the most. Uh, it's a very pop- it's, it's a helpful question we found when we're vetting somebody. It's not just so much we ask them straight up, like, who would you vote for? Uh, you know, uh, what do you think about abortion? Though those questions can come up. It's more like, tell me who, who, who influences you? Like, what, what are some of your favorite publications? And then you can glean very quickly sort of the alignment, and not just the alignment, like, uh, left or right, but even sort of degree of courage, right? A degree of of um, willingness to move or to take risk or to take a big swing. Uh, so we'll do vetting. We'll do. Uh, so there, uh, I guess in, in summary, we're talking about at a technical level. We we take great care to make sure the data is all encrypted, is safe. Uh, from a, a personal perspective, we vet uh, candidates, we vet companies, we ask questions, uh, we. Uh, Go on LinkedIn, look for people who have pronouns and uh, pride flags, and uh, if that's the case, then we don't let you in. Uh, and mm. it's as simple as that. Um, and and then the, the, the third the third part to sort of the, the the ecosystem and how we let people in, how we how we vet is um, is going back to this concept of credibility or trust. So uh, uh, what part of what we're trying to capture at New Founding, where the idea originally came from, in a sense, was. Uh, try, uh, capturing digitally uh, and scaling what happens in a in a high trust environment like a church. So if if you're uh, if you're part of a church or part of a of a line group of guys or country club any any sort of small high trust community, you need a recommendation for a hire. You need a rec- recommendation for a restaurant. Doesn't matter. Uh, you need a recommendation for something. You go and ask somebody for. Uh, for a recommendation. They give you, they say, you should hire this person or you should go to that restaurant for a date night. Well, that person recommends something, they're essentially staking some of their credibility on that recommendation, in large part because they should technically care about you and, and our values align and they're, you're oriented towards the same good. And if that recommendation proves true, their credibility goes up. If not, then their credibility goes down. And over time, you will not ask that person for not just m- more recommendations on that subject, for any recommendations at all. So... There's a high degree of, of that in, in the deal room and talent and new founding in general where we, we really price human judgment, credible human judgment. And this sort of goes against our increasingly sort of uh, just relying on, on, on mechanistic algorithms to, to say, well, you know, you, you follow this person, you should follow that person. That's not good enough for me. I need to know, like, 
what my friends think about that person. I need to know, do we have values alignment? Are we aiming at the same goals? Uh, do we want to go after the same objectives? And so we, we do a lot of that um, as part of any product, any service, anything that, 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 that we do here. Well, that was going to lead to my next question was sort of, uh, since you mentioned the vetting process, have you had to deal with any kind of, I suppose, infiltration troll or, you know, someone trying to pull any funny business since you guys announced? That's a great question. Not yet. Uh, so the team has been vetting furiously and uh, matchmaking, looking through all the candidates and companies. Um, uh, in large part, not because the uh, in a good way, I think, uh, and of course, this is bound to happen, and we 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 are uh, we're expected. It would be weird if it didn't happen. But in large part, is because we decided to announce um, through the channels that are ex- that are that are unique and uh, and also sort of a, a signal for us. Yeah, what I mean by this is we uh, we didn't announce the talent program, for example, um, through. Fox News, even broadly aligned, you know, it's, I, I, I don't think they're aligned, but, uh, you know, we didn't go to Fox News where it's t- ostensibly the, the plays where conservatives should, you know, you go, or uh, we didn't go on, on just sort of a big news, uh, news show. We reached out to Anons on Twitter. We reached out to uh, people who are friendly to us on Twitter who have particular audiences that we want to attract. And in a way, like going for the Anons, going for, uh, some of these dissident right publications and figures uh, is a great mechanism for self-filtering right off the bat um, because, um, now of course, a lot of these people are followed by trolls who want to want to destroy them, right, uh, who want to dox them, all that stuff. But just by going, by, by, ha- by partnering with, with, uh, with uh, uh, the dissident right, let's call it the, the, the anons on Twitter, um, we're able to filter the kinds of candidates, the kinds of companies that, uh, that will join uh, right off the bat. I think a lot of it is also just you know, when you when you go to a new founding talent, you want to create a profile. It takes a little bit of work. Not n- there's not crazy amounts of friction, but you do have to create a profile. You have to say what you're looking for, the jobs, etc. I, I think a lot of our enemies are just lazy. Like they, like trolling. Uh, if you want to join, you have to create an account to be able to see the co- the companies, which are all anonymized. You're going to run into into sort of a an environment that's not really fertile for trolling inside of the platform. It's very secure. It's very professional. It's very directed towards a particular outcome. There's little you can do there right now to go and mess mess stuff up. Well, good. I think that that's one of the most important things that because the anonymous space, in comparison to say those that are more uh, you know face forward, showing themselves who they are, which there needs to be a, a dialogue between those two. I, I've written about it a few times now, but. I think what's more important is that trust, of course, has to go both ways. Yes. And I, that's a big reason why I wanted to have this conversation. I was very, very pleased to have, have the invitation offered up to me to actually of come course. visit. And so I am, I, I think that that's the most important factor is, is that, you know, the anonymous space is very sort of semi, you know, semi-permeable. There's no real gatekeeping. You know, one bad actor can come along that one person thinks is fine and it can sort of toxic up a space. So having those safeguards and layers, I think, is important to have. And I suppose since this message will go out to a lot more uh, anonymous individuals, both not just on Twitter, but YouTube and everywhere else, is that, um, you know, what is the the fullest extent of your of your talent uh, network of places that are hiring or working with you and that, um, you know, Anyone, of course, can be anybody online. You know, the old saying, you know, no one on the Internet knows that you're secretly a dog. 
that, uh, you know, what sort of people are you looking for, I should say? Yeah, great. So um, the, the, the core uh, group of companies that we have on the talent network right now are looking for um, uh, some of the, the roles you might expect. So a lot of software engineers, so tech, finance, uh, marketing. A lot of folks are looking for uh, uh, executives or directors, uh, VPs. And at that level, sometimes people don't necessarily have the uh, – uh, you know, when you're a software engineer, you see a software engineering job, you're like, that's a one-to-one match. I should, it's an easy apply. But sometimes for a, for uh, more dynamic roles, for for more senior roles, um, somebody may have a, an oddly shaped resume, let's say, or an oddly shaped background, and they would be a great fit for a VP of communications. But they've never had that title before. They're just you. You just know. You meet that person, you're like, you should have that job. And so we we a lot of companies are looking for those kinds of people, like just high caliber, extremely. Uh, competent, ambitious people. And then we have a lot of people on the network who have that kind of, what I, again, what I call the is a sort of oddly shaped resume that if you, if you were to put that resume onto a, a, a traditional applicant tracking system on Indeed or CareerBuilder, the, the, the ATS will analyze it for skills and resume and job and it'll spit out, it doesn't know what you are. It doesn't, if you're not, if you haven't had the software engineering title one, two, three over the next, over the last five years, it doesn't know what you are. But if you meet that person, you know, oh, this person could be an amazing VP of operations or excellent director of comms or whatever it is. And so we are helping. Uh, so, so they're, again, so they're the traditional roles of tech, finance, marketing, uh, law. There's a bunch of people looking for writers and uh, marketing directors, uh, content producers. But then we're, for the, on the candidate side, we're helping a lot of people with um, a lot of skills, really competent, who know they're sort of like an oddly shaped but who are really good uh, and who want to build uh, with with aligned teams and companies, and though that's where again uh, human judgment, uh, uh, what what I was go- uh, getting to uh, earlier, so human judgment, credibility, those mechanisms play a key part in getting those people out of a, uh, a sort of more rigid monolithic corporate structure where you can only get the next job if you had the, that job title prior. Uh, and we can move them because there's a degree of human judgment that's involved in the in the process of moving you from a monolithic structure to a more dynamic uh, uh, and exciting uh, venture. So that's where all those vetting questions will come in the human touch. That's right, and yeah, we're, we're all the guys are jumping on calls with companies, with you know, with the, the founders and the leaders of these institutions, and with also with the candidates and shepherding them through the process to make sure that there's. Uh, there's a lot of alignment, not just in terms of values, but also, again, because some of these people, because they want to escape not just corp, big corp, but also the, the prevailing status hierarchy, they de facto have to uh, find a way to, to fit in, in, under a new status hierarchy that may not map precisely to what it would look like in a career progression at Google or at uh, you know, Goldman Sachs or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, I mean, that's that's sort of the, the story of a lot of people here in the in the, in the office. We have... Uh, people who have more you know traditional backgrounds that went to Harvard they did this that and the other uh, but most of us here are entrepreneurs and so we've had uh, stints that if you sit with us and you sit down with us and talk through kind of our story we they all make sense but if you just looked at a resume you'd be like this person was here and then they did that and then they did this and then they did this other thing one of the guys leading the uh, shared office space that we hope to open in Dallas um, was in finance for a long time and then he uh, bought and built a very, very successful repo business, a car repossession business in in, in uh, Georgia. 
and then left that and then came to work for us. And so it's like, how do you how do you get somebody like that who's extremely competent, very, very ambitious, uh, knows his way around all sorts of business deals uh, into into a role that fits their skill set and helps them build something they're proud of? Um, So uh, it's that's personal sort of to new founding. We help people like that find work. Mm. Well, on that note, I think that that's a uh, this is a startup. You know, there's mm-hmm. that sort of always that cocked eyebrow concern when they hear that word because yes. they don't know if he'll be here tomorrow. Right. Um, so what are sort of new founding's long-term plans? I mean, obviously, you guys have expanded from, you know, where you had originally started to here is this new office venture. Where do you guys see yourself in the next five years? That's a good question. So uh, I'll, I'll, I'm going to answer your question in a slightly different way at first. So there are sort of core new founding things that we do. Talent placement, that's the uh, you know, uh, job and, and, and company matching. And then we have deal rooms, so it's investor and capital, ma- or sorry, uh, founders and capital matching. Uh, a sort of core new founding products. Uh, we have uh, some publications that fit within sort of the core new founding group uh, that, that we use to amplify the, the vision that we have for uh, different parts of our culture. So Align is sort of consumer-focused. We have Return, which is tech and finance. And then American Reformer, which focuses on sort of a Protestant, recovering a Protestant um, uh, uh, vision for uh, natural law and the common good. Um, the, so those are core new founding ventures. We have others that... Uh, like the, the the based WeWork idea, the shared office space, that we are building with uh, outside partners. What, how that works is actually kind of cool. Is we we put out an idea. The way the way this one actually happened was Nate uh, Nate Fisher um, wrote a Twitter thread and just said, "Hey, I'm thinking that this is something we should build." WeWork values alignment was kind of weird, but they had a great business model and a good idea. Uh, we we should, a lot of people are a lot of people in the movement are looking to work with like minded folks. Um, would anybody be interested in taking this on as a project? Who could lead this? Who could fund this? Uh, talk to us. And so we just sort of cast the idea out there. And then we had people reaching out, private equity uh, firm reaching out saying, we would, love to, we would love to fund this. And then we had a founder, so this guy that did the repo business said, hey, I'd love to lead this. And so we sort of assembled, this is a great example of what new founding in general just does. It's just a, uh, having an idea and we assemble the people who can get this done. Uh, we are involved in uh, uh, shaping this, this shared office space. My point here is that uh, while we are a startup, not every single not every single thing that comes out of new founding is something that we're we're taking on a hundred percent full. You know, the, the entire risk of it, uh, and that helps in, in large part because the mission that we're after. Um, we, we we there's different ways to describe it. One is just building building the the, the country you want to live in. Uh, we can't take it on our own. That's that's the folly of a thought leader. It's like, well, if I just talk enough or I just write enough, you know, I can I can we can be the the thought leaders in the movement. We can't do this. We can't do this on our own. Uh, we need to assemble the people who see the opportunity. Uh, so the core new founding projects um, those those are sort of central to to what we do here at the office. But then. Uh, what we want to do, what we see ourselves in five years, is just gathering more, building out these eco- this ecosystem where investors, where founders, where um, entrepreneurial investors, people with resources. These resources could be money, but they could be skills. They could be um, uh, they could be just in, in ambition. They want to they want to get plugged into some you know somewhere they can have a lot of impact. Where we can gather all these people, bring them together, and then. Uh, direct them, aim them at 
projects where they can have the most impact. So if, when we get this all the time, investors who have money and they don't know where to invest and they, and we have founders who are looking for line capital or people who just want to get involved in somewhere in the b- movement. They have time or expertise, whatever it is. Uh, so what, how we know we would have, we, we, we've won is if we've built this incredibly dynamic ecosystem where if you want to build something, you want to invest in, in aligned ventures, if you want stuff to get done and you want to be a part of it, you know you can go to new founding and new founding will plug you where, where you need to go. Mm. Well, I guess that raises the other couple of questions that I had going because I think that the, the, I think the biggest concern that a lot of people have noted has been, as, we, as you sort of allude to with woke capital, I, I think everyone thinks of the overbearing regime of human resources, as, as it's been colloquially known on Twitter and elsewhere, you know, the longhouse. No yes. one ever, it's the whole point of like what Passage Prize Volume 1 was about, right? Exiting that sort of place. Right. Um, but, you know, as others have kind of noted, and even non-aligned individuals, I think Richard Hanania comes to the best example, that a lot of this does have its roots much older than you and you and myself combined yep. probably back to the 1960s yep. of sort of the civil rights regime mm-hmm. and disparate impact. I can get the human connection, right, to make sure that you're with a boss that's aligned with you. So say your Twitter account does get doxxed and you're not, you know, you're not, you're not getting fired the next day, right? right. Um, but how are we sort of, or how is new founding, because I'm not a part of it, I shouldn't say we, uh, how is new founding sort of addressing the fact that you still have the law to deal with, right? And there's still that question of we're still beholden to it. That's a good question. Uh, so I'm I'm actually reading uh, uh, Christopher Caldwell's uh, phenomenal uh, age of uh, entitlement right now. Um, and yeah, I mean, it gets to this point where it's at a certain point you are dealing with a legal structure. It's not just a cultural or social imaginary sort of structure. You're you're dealing with uh, something that's encoded in law, akin to his argument is you know akin to a a, a rival constitution yep. that uh, that that we're sort of fighting against. Uh, so, uh, I think in, in the short and medium term, it, w- what we're doing actually helps sort of aim a little bit at, uh, towards breaking down the, that monolithic, uh, uh, alternative constitution and how, how that happens is I think in, in some sense, people are less, this is sort of something I've observed. And I think you've probably seen something similar. We see this on Twitter all the time. It's like people, people are very unwilling to take risks if they, uh, if their uh, if their their stack of their life, you know, their job, their family, their their church community, their their banking, their if all of those things uh, are against them, sort of if 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 they don't have a degree of sovereignty. So, uh, if we can provide people with uh, a, a job that uh, will not destroy them, if they even you know if they, if they just decide not to have pronouns in their bio, uh, or if we can. Uh, uh, so another part of Newfoundland is we have a, a digital solutions branch that or, or arm that um, will consult with your business and help you move away from technology that is sort of hostile to you or, or potentially risky and on to cancellation-proof uh, uh, stack. Um, so helping businesses, helping individuals, helping institutions move out of uh, a, a place where they're uh, where they can't take risk. They're not just can't take risk, but they're at risk of being destroyed. Uh, is a is the first way in which we can help people then look at what's happening and take uh, take a bold swings. Um, I think uh, what we so beyond beyond sort of pulling people out and giving them a degree uh, or uh, giving them an ecosystem where they can take big swings and take risks, take uh, take courageous stands. We uh, 
that also leads to sort of a, a flywheel where uh, people who could have, again, I go back to the, the ecosystem, people who would be willing to uh, file a lawsuit uh, in a district court or against a particular, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, what do you call it? Like a... Like that Christian uh, uh, Baker in Colorado. Yeah, exactly. Right? Christian Baker, Colorado, like in, in, in a particular state or particular particular district. People, so a lawyer or a law firm or a group of people who would be or in, investors who say like, "Hey, I'm, I'm willing to bankroll this this lawsuit and you know, help this person fight." Uh, a lot of these people, and we see this firsthand. We talk to these individuals on a weekly basis. A lot of them, uh, some of them are they want to do this. They just don't know what the needs are. Um, a lot of this money, a lot of the people with resources have uh, are are. Maybe uh, maybe it's generational wealth. Maybe it's the, the the money and the resources are handled by sort of boomers who know things are kind of off, but they don't know where they should aim the the money toward. Uh, and if we can help them say, no, you, this is a cost that not, is not just happy and important, but this fundamentally gets at a legal structure that is oppressive and that is asphyxiating when it comes to freedom. Uh, then we can we we're actually helping uh, you know route that capital that effort that that the resources to these these costs and these these um, these structures that are uh, at the core legally in uh, of some of these some of the things that we want to fight culturally uh, with some of the other projects that we have. So uh, I, I suppose there's it, it all gets back to the connection piece. So we want to connect people who know there's something funky going on and they have the resources and the motivation to do it. Uh, and there are many of them. They just don't know where to go or they do not trust the people that tell them, oh, you should invest in this or you should aim your 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 guns, let's say, at that. They don't trust them. Uh, I was talking to a guy recently who uh, wants to build, uh, wants to make uh, uh, conservative movies, uh, uh, conservative sort of uh, he's conservative. His, his firm is conservative, but he just wants to make good movies, not not crappy, you know, preachy movies. Just really good movies. And he was fundraising in a in a, a very wealthy area of, of Texas and Midland, um, trying to go, uh, tap into the uh, generational wealth of the conservative uh, uh, oil and gas folks down there. And he said people were extremely excited. He was re- going to raise a ton of money, uh, a ton, a ton of money. And uh, Unfortunately, he said that there was a historic uh, routing of resources. So all the people he was trying to fundraise from, they were like, "Yeah, we're ready. We're going to give you money." And this was a, a, a month or so before the twenty, uh, the midterms, and the midterms saw a historic uh, level of donations from Midland folks into conservative politicians, uh, and all that money went mostly nowhere uh, in terms of in terms of results, right? In terms of in terms of what happened, and so he was extremely frustrated because he's thinking. Well, if we help build good, if we, if we, your money went nowhere. Like your money just died. Um, if you give it to somebody else who is actually going to build great things, maybe there are a handful of politicians that, that are worth supporting, but there are other institutions that we should build. There are uh, uh, publications we should fund. There are movies we should make. There are, there are things we should build. Uh, but a lot of these people just they default to the good old, you know, GOP. I'm just going to give them money, and they don't know where to aim their resources, or if, or if that their resources would be better served if they're aimed elsewhere. Um, so that's that's a place that we're we're uniquely positioned to help sort of do air traffic control. And, yeah, it was about uh, to be mm-hmm. sort of how I'm understanding it. Really, does seem like you guys are the intermediary sort of ideal matchmaker, not just for 
individuals, say, for instance, like myself, right, if I were to mm -hmm. use your job service, but also for investors, businesses, and those that want to, to actually donate capital in a place that isn't going to end up sending money to someone like Dr. Oz. That's right. <laughs> exactly yeah. right. And, and you think about sort of the uh, – how – we, we live in the area, age of networks, right? There's social networks. You know, uh, uh, all these platforms have insane users. Facebook's at almost 3 billion users. Uh, but the um, – so actually, Facebook's a good example of this. So Facebook uh, has 3 billion users, uh, but given the market cap uh, to user ratio, the value of, of, of the network is about $200 per user. That's really low value, mostly because the engagement that occurs on Facebook is, for the most part, really low value. It's just – clickbait and you know uh just engage it's, it's just addictive um whereas uh, you can have a smaller network uh where the value per connection is extraordinarily higher than facebook's even though facebook you now facebook is 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 not just seen it it is a incumbent in uh in uh in our culture they, they drive a lot of what uh what what we want to change um but the point here is we can create what we're, we're aspiring to do in new founding is create a network, even if it's uh, a fraction of the size of Facebook, and it will be uh, certainly to begin with, where the value per connection is extraordinarily higher than Facebook's. And so uh, over time, the bet, the long play is that a network that is smaller, but the, va the transaction value between each connection is higher, will outlast and will beat the ne a network that might have, you know, again, 3 billion users, but where the value per, per connection is just $200 per user. It's extremely low value. What the, 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 the productive yield out of, uh, out of being on Facebook is really, really low. The productive yield of being in part of new founding, though it's smaller, is extraordinarily high. Mm. Well, on that point, I guess the next question would be, is since you do have all these other connections that are being made, uh, are there any sort of, tangible results that someone might look to and not realize that that may have been something new founding helped facilitate? That's a great question. Uh, so yes, and uh, stay tuned for more. So we, uh, talent and, and a lot of these sort of official uh, matchmaking programs are relatively new, and we're just on the cusp of announcing some really big wins uh, and matches that we help facilitate, not just in talent, but also in uh, uh, helping uh, a large organization acquire another organization that everybody would know about. Uh, and then uh, we've just announced two, uh, or actually, so we uh, another part of the sort of the deal room is uh, an accelerator. So we help small businesses who come to us, uh, who are aligned, who have a great product. We help them either fundraise or, you know, build 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 their business and, and then uh, launch it. So we just announced our first one. It's called uh, Ridge Runner. Um, they... Uh, buy and sell beautiful plots of land in Appalachia and uh, are selling them to try to build a whole ecosystem of families to move there and uh, own a beautiful piece of land in Kentucky. They're, they're, they're a cool company. You should check them out, Ridge Runner. Um, and we have a couple other companies that joined the Accelerator program that we're going to announce soon. Um, so uh, the, 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 pla the town platform just crossed over 1,000 candidates, and we have uh, uh, something like close to 60 uh, Super high-powered, aligned, some startups and some uh, more uh, sort of in larger institutions looking for uh, looking for people there. Um, uh, the the matchmaking I should add this the matchmaking has been going on at New Founding unofficially for over a year, and it was around October November last year that we realized like this is this is one of the core things we do, uh, and so there was a there was a 
uh, don't call it a pivot, but it was a pivot to say, like, this is what we do. We've been doing this sort of unofficially. People reach out to us for work or to connect with aligned investors, all this stuff. And so let's double down on serving those individuals, serving those, uh, uh, serving the people that uh, have been coming to us for a year. And we built out these products to help the platform, the talent platform, the deal room, um, uh, to help those things happen officially. And so we're that that happened in November. And so we're just about to see all a lot of the results of the first uh, the first song, the first harvest essentially is going to happen. Uh, it's starting to happen right now. We just did our first couple of placements. And then we're going to be making some big announcements in terms in terms of transactions and partnerships that we were able to facilitate here in the next uh, couple of weeks. Now, so there's the stay tuned for more. There's the stay tuned for more. Yes. <laughs> Well, on that point about alignment, I mean, I know that, as we said earlier, there's going to be a lot of that human touch, making sure that whoever goes where is properly set up with someone that they can get along with in a, in a work environment or over a business call. But, you know, when we say, I mean, even the non space, right, that you guys have seen and take a look at, I mean, you're going to get 50 different opinions from five different people if they all yeah. got in the same room. Um, what defines for you, and I'll, and I guess by you I mean newfounding, the, the, the word for alignment. What are we looking at when we mean ideologically aligned? Because there are plenty of people that just say, oh, you know, my politics aren't anything. I just really hate liberals. Right. But you, you want something more than that. Yeah, exactly right. And so we don't uh, – uh, uh, um, I guess I go back to when I joined newfounding. Um, I had a conversation with, uh, with Nate, and, and he was saying yeah. – because obviously alignment starts with the people that work in Newfoundland and goes up from there. And one of the points he made was he, he wasn't looking for just any dissident of the regime. And I wasn't just any dissident of the regime, but his point was broader. Like he just, you know, he wanted to be very clear about um, uh, where sort of what we're aiming for. And that, I know that applies, I think, to, uh, to broader partnerships. Now, Newfoundland does, uh, at, a, at, a, at a higher level, we are um, – you could call it ecumenical or or slightly broad in terms of in terms of the the alliances that we're willing to make, um, but the there are uh, you know some foundational things that we will uh, we will we we just don't abide by, and it's not just not not just sort of what we don't do; it's also what we are for, because there are a lot of uh, conservative institutions out there that. Um, our values aligned with us. They don't, you know, they they don't want to see inf- infringement on rights, and they don't want uh, abortion to become the law of the land. They don't want to see these things sort of uh, increase. Um, but they also aren't motivated to get stuff done. And so, a part of values alignment for us, it, it really means uh, looking for that signal of, uh, are you a builder? Uh, so not just are you philosophically and culturally aligned, and in, in terms of what we're aiming for. And obviously, you know, we we don't want. Uh, the left to win, but are you aimed? Not just are you aiming at the at the things that we are aiming for, but also are you motivated to build? Um, we are we 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 we're not really interested in um, in serving the. We were joking about this earlier. The thought leaders or the people who um, just want to philosophize about this. We want to serve the people who are building. And a lot of these, uh, let's say, like founders come to us and they're they're looking for aligned capital. Some of them may just be values aligned the team uh, to the to the capital, and but their company may not necessarily advance uh, a mission of the movement, uh, and so that's fine. Some investors just want to make sure that the founders that they're investing in aren't going to be spending the money on causes that are hostile to the the, the vision that they have for the country. Other people that we work with, um, their projects are directly aligned with moving the moving the needle right so um they're sort of the the uh the two 
two types, broadly speaking, of people we, we will still partner with, uh, some who are personally values aligned, even if their projects are, are more broad, um, or some whose projects are specifically designed to move uh, move the movement forward. Uh, and it is, it is a tricky question in the sense that um, uh, you, you have to, there's a, this is where human judgment comes into play. There's a degree of uh, shrewdness, of wisdom, statesmanship, I would say, to, that, that, that comes into play when you're looking to know who to partner with. There are, uh, again, conservative institutions who aren't just they're, just, they're just not competent. They're just not, uh, they don't strive for excellence. They don't want to build really good things. They're philosophically aligned, and I would be, Happy to call all these people my friends, but but they just don't have they don't make the cut in terms of wanting to build something excellent. And then there are uh, uh, really excellent people who competent, you know, uh, uh, sort of technically so, who uh, will feed you to the wolves the moment that the moment that that we win, so to speak. And so uh, yeah, there's a there's a high degree of shrewdness and, and um, human judgment that that comes into play when figuring out who to work with, who to interact with, who to who to partner with, um, that's always a always an ongoing game. Well, not to play a semantics or a definitional game, but I am going to ask you those kind of questions, uh, unfortunately. Go but, for it. Um, I signed up for this. Yeah, right? <laughs> and so I guess the two questions I would ask based upon what you had just said would be, um, in relation to New Founding's mission, um, what is, quote-unquote, the movement? And then secondly, um, what kind of risk takers are you looking for? Or more or less, what is your definition of a risk taker? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, so I would say that's uh, – I think of Haywood's uh, recent uh, uh, quip uh, where he, he wrote that total uh, – the winning state is total defeat of the left. Uh, and now the movement, I don't want to define it just by sort of the defeat of something else. It's sort of the promotion of, of uh, the common good, right? It's a uh, – it's in a, in, a, in a way, it's just going back to um, – um, the the understanding of the common good. This is sort of where American reformer comes into play. Uh, mm-hmm. That shaped the shaped the the country that uh, that we are upon which we are able to now transact and build, and, and, and uh, that the country that a lot of the people are trying to destroy. Um, so it's a retrieval uh, of of a lot of the stuff that we've lost, and they. But it also involves a degree of just. Uh, total defeat of of our enemies and part of that is creating alternative institutions part of that is making sure that their institutions just flounder and don't uh don't succeed um so that was uh what was the second question you asked about the movement um second one would be risk Uh, what would you define as a risk taker yeah that's a good question so um um so a risk taker. So I'll answer it this way: We've seen recently going back to going back to the existing sort of status hierarchy and credentialing system. So uh, we've we're increasingly seeing uh, a shift from people who uh, who were seen as credible because they went to a particular school or because they have a PhD in this, that, or the other, or they have the right you know regime-approved credentials. Um, they move from that. Uh, we, we're seeing a shift from that kind of status, status hierarchy to a uh, what we call that was sort of an economy of, of um, appearance, and we're moving to sort of an what we what we think of as an economy of courage. And so, a risk taker is somebody who uh, is willing to speak the truth boldly, speak it clean, uh, clearly and, and plainly, uh, and at, at any time and any moment's notice. 
but also somebody who uh, wants to build. Building takes tremendous amount of risk. We've all taken a lot of risk to, to uh, build here, and uh, uh, people that build a new founding, we're, we're extremely friendly to Anance. We, we like them a lot. Um, but we're all building here publicly. So we've taken a tremendous amount of risk just professionally uh, to be here um, where, you know, if, if, if new founding were to disappear or, or something happens, like we, we, we can't just go knock on Google's door and say, hey, or, you know, take us, take us back in. So uh, people who are willing to, st- to have skin in the game, to stake something meaningful and credible uh, in furthering uh, a – a, a mission or an objective. So that would be my sort of my definition of a risk taker. And it, it can be against somebody that fully quits their job and, and uh, begins working with a conservative employer, uh, or it can be somebody that uh, just invests a meaningful amount of money uh, into an institution, even if they remain relatively well off. And the, the, you know, the risk is th- that's still meaningful skin in the game. They're staking something tangible uh, in. In, in, in furthering the causes and the, the, the institutions, the people uh, that we want to see succeed. Well, you had mentioned return an American reformer, and I'm guessing that there's sort of this umbrella mm-hmm. where, where all three of you are sort of involved. And so what does that network look like? As I, I'm familiar with return. Um, reformer, I, I saw that they recently had Stephen Wolf on. Um, yes. Great guy. Yes. Um, but so what does that interaction between the three of you all look like or how what does that what does that work? How or how does that work? Yeah, that's a good, uh, great question. So uh, we see media as a way to amplify and vision. Uh, and um, we don't have a central I mean, I guess you could say our, our central media presence is Twitter, um, like individual Twitter accounts. Uh, uh, that's sort of where you get the hodgepodge of uh, uh some of the Protestant stuff connected with the the pro tech and disruption and finance uh, in, in our individual accounts, but so these other media pieces like Return American Reformer they serve to signal amplify the vision to a particular crowd that we want to be a part of this movement, and I think even the fact that you've highlighted both speaks to the, the sort of broad nature of, of who we want to partner with. On the one hand, we want to we. Uh, American reformer again looks back at the uh, at the Christian Protestant tradition of of the American founding and and retrieving a lot of those extraordinarily important things that enable our country to be what it is uh, today. Uh, but we also want to, uh, with return, we want to attract the uh, people with, a, with with excellent business backgrounds and tech, you know, who are disruptors and they want to come. They have great ideas and they want to build interesting, cool things. Uh, the the people who are thinking about AI and the Stephen Wolves of the world. We want to put them in the room together and say, what does this look like? Uh, what does this look like when these two groups interact? And so um, uh, so these different sort of uh, ventures uh, s- serve to attract, s- serve to amplify a, vis- uh, a specific vision, part of the vision to a, an audience that we want to attract into the broader ecosystem. Well, I guess the one – maybe I have one or two questions left. And so I guess the first one I would say is since this is going to be on all the platforms I'm on, you have an audi- opportunity to sort of just speak to a general audience of Anons, mainly Americans. Right. Uh, what would you want to pitch to them either as an elevator pitch or more of a direct we want you type deal? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, come to newfounding.com uh, and you can see a couple of things that we're doing there. So again, we are our business is connections. Our business is high value connections. We want to to connect to people who will get stuff done and will move the needle 
uh, where we want to see it go. And so if you're a if you're listening to this and if you uh, work in a job that uh, is hostile a corporation that's hostile to you or if you're looking for something exciting uh, if you're ambitious and you're talented uh, go check out uh, newfounding.com slash talent uh, and join our talent platform and we'll help you uh, uh, find a job that that aligns with what you want to do also if you're hiring for people who will not knock on your door and have pronouns and pink hair and destroy your company in a few years Come to us uh, and look for, again, newfounding.com slash talent and look for the candidates that are uh, self-signaling as, uh, as mission aligned and, and uh, hire them. Uh, we also matchmake, uh, we just announced this last Friday, we are connecting founders uh, of uh, founders and, and investors. So if you are building something, it could be a publication, it could be a new startup, it could be uh, uh, a, you know, a publishing house, it doesn't matter. Come to us and we'll help you find investors who uh, are excited to invest in ventures like yours. And also, if you're looking for to invest, if you have resources, come to newfounding.com slash deal room, uh, fill out your, your investor profile, and then we'll, we'll send you opportunities of people who want to partner with uh, people like you. Uh, beyond that, we're going to be uh, creating other types of matchmaking and, and connection services. We have a shared office space concept that we're going to launch in Dallas and then move to other cities. Uh, but uh, if you go to newfounding.com, you'll be able to see um, sort of all the all the different connections we make there. Well, I hope you meet the connection for whoever makes better movies than The Daily Wire. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, we culture making is uh, is extremely important. Something we eventually hope to to, to solve. Um, well, absolutely. No, I I think that that's. I think one of the biggest things that coming into this was that, you know, you always have to cross that sort of digital to the real space that. You know, I think a lot of people kind of get sucked in and they only stay in the digital, yeah. which is the worst. Um, because it is easy to just sort of go on Twitter or YouTube, Substack, whatever, say what you want to say, and then, you know, go back to your crappy job yeah. or whatever. Like, it's a form of escapism when I think that more now than ever, the stakes have never been higher. Yep. And so, uh, one, again, I'm thankful for the opportunity to sort of uh, meet you all in person, be here in your office and see what it's all about. Uh, that, for me, I can say that, um, it's a great first impression, which I'm very happy about. But um, I, I guess sort of to conclude in for our conversation here, I'll leave it with uh, one final question. I don't know how I'm going to be able to top it after the, the sales pitch. But, you know, for when that time inevitably comes, like we mentioned earlier, you know, you haven't had to deal with infiltration yet. You haven't had to deal with the lawsuits. We haven't had to deal with that second constitution, as Caldwell yes, notes. Yes. What do you guys expect to do when that does happen we expect to fight we will uh yeah we so and i don't, I don't mean to sound trite we do the the team here and the people that we've assembled that it gets, gets back to the ecosystem uh it's not just the people that we have in here who are just builders and fighters um but the the ecosystem and the the, uh, the people who want who are there uh, who've signaled readiness to go to battle with us when inevitably it gets to places where we need to uh, where we need to take a bold stand, uh, whether it's publicly, whether it's through uh, different partnerships, uh, we, uh, we we are assembling those people. We want those people to be ready for us, not just for us, but also for our partners. We're working with people. We, we were talking about this earlier about some people we know who are are potentially being doxxed right now and and. We want them, we've sort of, and this was happening uh, 
unofficially, but now m- more so officially, we're now positioning our, ourselves in a place where we can, something happens to you, you can come to us and we'll get you the help you need. Maybe that's just getting you a new job, but maybe that's introducing you to a lawyer. Maybe that's getting you connected with somebody that can help navigate some really treacherous waters with you. Uh, and we, we do that for others. We, we certainly do that for ourselves. So uh, we, we're getting ready to, we, we expect the fight to, uh, we expect to, to succeed. We expect to win. We expect the fight to get tougher. And we are assembling very carefully the people who, when that time comes, will be ready to, to, uh, to go to war. All right. Well, um, as we wrap up here, Santiago, if you could just go ahead and let us know where we can find new founding and whether you're an investor or talent pool, just plug us where we need to go. Absolutely. So uh, new founding, just go to newfounding.com. Um, you'll see a wait list there. That's just sort of more broadly if you want to get involved, if you you're motivated, if you have uh, interest in doing something in the movement, but you don't know where to go, just join out, uh, fill out the wait list. Uh, you'll see it on the homepage. Uh, if you're looking for work or if you're looking for workers, uh, uh, go to newfounding.com slash talent forward slash talent. If you're looking to invest uh, or looking for in, uh, for capital that's aligned, uh, go to newfounding.com forward slash deal room. And then you can find uh, a bunch of us on Twitter. We're we're very active there. You can DM us. We're uh, again really uh, we're, we're friendly. We we want to build coalitions and shield walls in the movement. Uh, you can find uh, our CEOs Nate A Fisher uh, on Twitter, uh, Matt Peterson, so Doc MJP uh, on Twitter. Uh, you can find me at Sants S A N T S Pliego. Uh, that's that's my Twitter uh, handle. Uh, and uh, yeah, we we uh, if if you're listening to this and you you're saying, man, this sounds awesome. I, I've long wanted to get involved in X way. DM us, reach out to us. We can probably help you figure out. Uh, we can we can help you find out where you can have the most impact. Well, all these links will be down below in the description. And Santiago, thank you again once more for not only having me here, but also to take the time to record this conversation. Well, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for coming to the office. Well, thank you. Yeah. All right. Take care. Take care.